Shalom, this is Yara Ben Emmett again with another exciting Torah Watchman podcast edition. I have missed you so much the last time. In fact, I've been going through with severe withdrawals, yes, because I love my target audience to growing so much. And I'm reaching a nice little saturation rate for many, many sites. The best way to find Yara Ben Emmett's podcast, I have found out just by accident, is actually is Apple Podcasts. So if you combine Yarab and Emmett, Apple Podcasts, you'll probably find me quicker than Anchor or Spotify. It's just the way it is sometimes. Try Google or Bing. I'm not selling any any other search engines. Maybe Yahoo too. Anyway, all kidding aside, love you so much. Um, there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world today. It's so easy to get go down that rabbit's hole of negativity and Judaism. We are prohibited. We are strongly, strongly reprimanded by being negative about anything, right? My glass of wine is always helpful. At least I try to look at it that way. Perceptions can be close to reality. You may feel something sincerely, but you may be sincerely wrong. Try to stay in a fact-based scenario. And this is where I'm getting to, folks. I'm getting to the history, okay? Israel is on the record now for possibly a scandalous statement. Anyway, they met with a foreign... The foreign minister, foreign ministry of Israel met with their counterpart in Ukraine. I think the president there, or at least his counterpart. Uh, I'll get into details in a minute. Essentially, shaking hands and acknowledging Ukraine um, is an independent country and has, and its border integrity should not be challenged, okay? Its sovereignty should not be questioned among all the nations of the world, namely the United Nations, what the United Nations say to be true, what NATO states say to be true, what U.S. says to be true, applies to Ukraine, but not necessarily Israel, because Israel does not have the right to occupy land that they occupied 3,500 years ago because of outstanding Jordanian-Palestinian disputes over real estate. Look at East, East Jerusalem, folks. It's a powder keg just waiting to happen. Anyway... There is a dichotomy of truths here between Ukraine, what's happening in Ukraine historically, and what's happening in Israel and going over land disputes. There's a lot of common commonalities. I'm pouring out a few of this because I know our time is short and sweet. Okay? I already did a podcast about this before. I'm not going to get into a lot of details. Not really germane. Except, you know, there's something called New Russia. If you look at a historical um, geographical map of the area of Ukraine and Krim and these areas there, you'll see the whole area there, mo- the majority, the heart of Ukraine, going back to uh, the 11th century, 12th century and on, um, uh, was was uh, solely, exclusively owned by the Russian Empire. Yeah, it was known as the Russian Empire back then in the days of Catherine the Great. You know, Alexander Great was her father. So you do know that 11th and 12th century, Russia had, in, and their sovereignty went back that far. Now, Jews can beat anyone in the world pretty much. Again, we have sovereignty for the land of Israel known as Eretz Israel. I'm talking about going out to Lebanon, going out close to Kabra, Egypt, way out in the Sinai Peninsula, and yes, where Jordan is today, all that land uh, under King Solomon's reign, and that was about... 2000, let's say 931 or 927 years ago, 
all that land I just spoke about was the ownership was owned by the monarchy of King Solomon. Anyway, yes, they were Ukrainian Slav Slavic folks. They had no central government. They were had many tribal disputes like blood feuds and things of that nature. Um, over all, all kinds of things. But anyway, they were just like the wild, wild west and that area that's Ukraine today back in the 11th, 12th century. Okay? Uh, Catherine the Great did a lot of great things in that she established uh, through her reign as the queen there in Russia, the Russian Empire. Uh, she brought all these this disputed, uh, infighting, um, breakaway tribal areas like it that was... Ukraine was like a jigsaw puzzle back then, and they brought it together under a centralized system. That's helpful for infrastructure folks, uh, roads, um, um, schools, churches, synagogues, whatever, you know, places of worship, whatever. It, you know, it's just like the Roman Empire did a lot of good things, they did a lot of horrible things. And, you know, all roads lead back to Rome, right? That's a joke in Europe. There's roads still going through Europe, that infrastructure system, that still exists today. But anyway, there's... It's kind of disingenuous. This is my opinion. It's kind of disingenuous for the prime, the prime minister or the foreign affairs minister of Israel to arbitrarily go to Ukraine and says, you have every right for sovereignty. Okay? Sovereignty is a definite, can be determined legally by this way, by these terms. First of all, you're in a land, you're in a territory, and you're occupying it. And it may have been occupied by, by a half a dozen other people, generations in the past, but you are in that land and probably because of military rights exist, okay? Someone challenges you on the uh, chessboard of life. Well, if you can defeat them when they try to invade you with their armies, then you have an opportunity not only to, to say, my land is my land and my home, and you can't challenge me and also expand your territory. This is exactly folks in the United States did. I'm talking about 13 colonies. We uh, you know, made a great deal with Napoleon of losing a purchase. We went to war with Spain, with Mexico. Uh, the Spanish influence is in there. Um, we acquired and annexed Texas, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and large portions of Baja California, SoCal in that area. Um, some of the land we conquered uh, through a successful execution of, of a war effort with Mexico, remember the Alamo? We also, the president at that time, I cannot remember who, um, don't make a liar on me, but he actually annexed territories outright. He said, these states, this area territory, like Arizona, belongs to the United States. Bokashim, Bokashim. Anyway, it, it is hypocrite, uh, hypocrisy uh, drives me wild, okay? When, when we talk about all these political leadership, all the so-called talking meatheads out there on CNN and all the circuit. I cannot believe what what high-paid retired generals, admirals like uh, Clapper and others, they go out there, they run their mouth off, so-called intelligence experts, and they're saying Russia is invading, is an imminent invasion, uh, invading sovereign Ukraine. Okay? Of course, it was imminent last week. I don't know how you define imminent but they haven't invaded Kiev. They haven't invaded the capital, Ukraine. You know, Ukraine is, uh, if you go on the map, uh, western, western Ukraine, from the western um, border with Poland, for instance, uh, all the way uh, through Kiev and a little bit east of that, it's heavy Ukrainian, Slavic, 
uh, language and cultural Ukraine, okay? You go east of Kiev toward uh, Dabask and uh, Lugansk, I believe. I'm pronouncing the name. My wife can pronounce the name better. These are all heavy ethnic Russian, okay? In fact, uh, two states of Lugansk and Dabask on the extreme far eastern part of uh, Ukraine have declared recently independence. That means uh, legally, if they declared independence against uh, versus the government of Kiev, then they are in a civil war kind of dispute, and and uh, the president of uh, Ukraine, prime minister there, can even recognize uh, these sovereign uh, independent states, uh, or not. I'll go to war and try to take the land. This is all what I'm talking about. So the question of, of Ukrainian sovereignty, yes, they are a sovereign nation in respect. Uh, they were given sovereignty uh, by Russia. <laughs> uh, Russia, when Russia was imploding and falling apart, I cannot remember who did this. I don't know if it's Boris Yeltsin or before him. They made some sort of agreement. They did not get uh, approval to the parliament. It was like by signature. And they, uh, there were a lot of infighting throughout Ukraine during that time, independence movement, uh, so-called uh, resistance movement, uh, other people like that, parliamentary forces challenging uh, the Soviet Union. So they declared independence there. And again, Russia had not had the military resources or the economy to uh, defy that. So they arbitrarily gave all of Ukraine, which was a past uh, breadbasket of the Russian Empire. Okay, so Israel goes out of their way to say, yes, Ukraine is a sovereign nation and everyone, including Russia, should respect their borders. But they didn't go out and say, I'll call out Moscow, call out Putin for, for 200,000 troops along the border. Okay, listen, the whole Ukrainian uh, crisis right now is a crisis in the making by our president, Biden. Has nothing to do with Trump, by the way. Uh, it, because Russia said, I do not want Ukraine to join NATO. Why did he say that? Because that would uh, encroach upon a NATO military forces upon immediately on Russia's border, and they considered that as a severe national security risk. Now, as a reason, going back before the Obama administration, Ukraine's been asking repetitively, NATO, I want to join NATO. Well, they refused over and over again. They refused. Why? Because the government is hopelessly corrupt. Okay? Sovereignty is also determined by your ability to have a centralized moral government with some sort of civility, a law, law and order, that kind of thing. But it's not happening in Ukraine. In fact, they over the previous near the Obama administration, they overthrew and did a coup and overthrew the democratically elected president. The Obama administration actually helped that coup, fed that civil unrest, and then uh, they, they pretty much dissolved parliament in Kiev at that time. Well, you know, Ukraine does not need Russia to cause it to dissipate. Okay, Ukraine is imploding politically within. Corruption in itself destroyed the Roman Empire. Corruption in itself broke apart the Soviet Union, you know, um, and, and the Russian Federation. Uh, is is, is uh, kind of semi-tightly, but not so tightly coupled, huge uh, uh, country of seven time zones, multi-ethnic people and everything else. It takes a very strong um, fisted leader to be able to keep these tribal areas intact from, from just killing each other. Absolutely. 
And there's a lot of infighting and and uh, and 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 more Muslim uh, republics there through the Russian Federation Federation today. So back to Israel, okay? Yeah, Israel did the right thing. Uh, they met. They don't want. They won't. They don't want war uh, in Ukraine. Ukraine has 200,000 Jews there. Has about 5,000 American citizens. That goes up in the tens of thousand uh, dual American, Ukrainian, and Russian citizens there too. A lot of people get hurt if there's a lot of infighting. But all the bombing and shelling that's happening right now that you hear on the Crescent News Network, CNN, MSBC, ABC News, CBS, and all this, Fox News, uh, it's actually shelling between Ukrainian military forces and uh, resistant fighters within Donbass and Lugansk. That's what's happening, okay? Uh, grandmother's running out in the street screaming because she has um, a shrapnel fire and a big hole in the wall of her house, okay? That's what's happening. You have a civil unrest, civil, almost like a civil tribal war going on in Ukraine right now, okay? It's been going on for 10 years. Uh, my wife says 25 years, all this unrest, okay? Now, just like Am Yisrael High, where the Jews argue with the UN and, and the Egyptians and Syrians and George, Jordanians, everything else. We only came home, right? We came back to the land. You occupied our territory for thousands of years. Now, now we're coming back home. We're an independent nation, 1948. UN recognized that. A president of the United States would recognize that. A Russian president recognized Israel's right to exist before a U.S. president was not politically correct with the Arabs. Everyone loves Arab oil, right? But anyway, all joking aside, uh, we have a right to exist simply because we can defend that right to exist ongoing. Uh, I mean, Israel has won every single Arab conflict, wiped the pants off of Egypt, took over all their property, and traded the land stupidly, in my opinion, over land for peace. And now they just have all this conflict in Samaria and the West Bank, all this conflict in Eastern Jerusalem. Uh, you have a liberal Supreme Court there, tells a Jew that they have to go through the defense ministry even to buy a piece of real estate land. So 21st century, Remax or whatever, you may want to buy a house, you're moving from U.S. to there, you might have to go through all kinds of Supreme Court and all that kind of adjudication just to get land there. So what is sovereignty? What is not sovereignty? Uh, you know, that's the open question, I guess. Um, but we, well, at least you have to understand to, these political conflicts did not get there overnight. They got there because of historical things, historical choices, empires, rising and fall, monarchies, tyrant, tyrant, tyrants coming and going, um, you know, genocide like, like the Ottomans murdering, uh, what, nearly six million Armenians? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Kurdistan, you know, do they have a right to exist? Uh, every, every country, they want independence. We're not sending troops over there to help them. Why are we sending troops to Ukraine to help them along the border? Why? We have no strategic foreign interest, U.S. interest whatsoever in Ukraine, other than we do not want Putin to look better than the U.S. in our foreign policy relationship. That's what it is. Listen, this Jew will not lie to you. I will not brown as you. Listen, uh, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. Please re uh, send me um, an update for, re uh, for retraction. But anyway... I believe Israel did the right thing. They did it politically sovereign. They did not want to kill all their technological and military business relationship with Russia. They have a long history of Russia. A lot of Jews there. God bless them. But there again, the Jews are there in Ukraine and they have a unique opportunity before the Mashiach comes, may come quickly uh, to Aliyah to Israel. Israel will get benefits, uh, again, places to settle and everything else, places 
safety, more or less. Uh, I mean, living in Israel where a lot of Arabs want to kill you. It is what it is. Anyway, before I get into more trouble, Yara Ben Emmett signing out. Please check out my videos on YouTube. Go to Word and Board, Yara Ben Emmett. You'll find all my videos there. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you for your attention. Please share the love of knowledge to everyone you know. Please, uh, I, I, I want Alrit7, uh, Israeli National News, to pick up my podcast so I can push my, my podcast further and try to connect with people, all kinds of people. Uh, I love you all. I really do. Take care. God bless you. Thank you so much. Shalom.